Wow. 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 <laughs> Are you okay? That's just so funny. You know, like the Owen Wilson, like, wow. But as a cat. <laughs> <laughs> wow. 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 <laughs> There's something. You know what, man? There's something really to that one. <laughs> There's something there. That's like a like a, like someone's parents like when you do comedy and they're like, I think there's a sketch in there. You know? it's like, <laughs> Owen Wilson there's, there's a cat. There's really something there, buddy. <laughs> When you work with the gymnast, everything is flexible. <laughs> you work with the gymnast? <laughs> That's actually not true, because like your shoulders get really big. Uh, but they better be flexible as fuck, dude. All right. Welcome to Bundle Buddies. This is the podcast where we play through the itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality. My name is Alex Honnett. And my name is Eric Taylor Roth. The itch.io bundle for racial justice and equality was launched in June 2020 during the massive outcry for racial justice following George Floyd's murder by police. It has 1,741 items from 840 plus creators, and it raised over $8 million. All proceeds were donated to the NAACP Legal Defense and Educational Fund, as well as the Community Bail Fund. This is episode 44, and we have played 125 of the 1,365 games in the bundle. Ooh. Thank you for joining us today. That's a buck and a quarter, my man. Yeah, we're at the buck and a quarter episode. This is, you're listening to Buck and a Quarter with Alex Hahn <laughs> and Eric Roth. You know what I used to be able to get uh, for Buck and a Quarter was a, <laughs> a ticket to see a film. Uh, this was, of course, back during the rubber shortage, so you had no tires to get there. But uh, on account of uh, coffee back then was only a nickel. So you just get ju- hopped up on bean juice and uh, run yourself <laughs> over to the old uh, Nickelodeon cinema. I was going to jump in, but I think you kind of took care of that bit on your own. No, that's the episode right there. We're recording this for the for the uh, listener. If you're listening right to this on now. Tuesday, we recorded this literally <laughs> moments before. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for checking it out. But uh, apparently uh, Monday or Tuesday mornings is the time when we should be recording the bumpers. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, you've been playing anything fun? Even you, you got any itch.io de- updates for us? No, no, we got nothing going on. Um, All right, that's I, I'm totally I'm working cool. on editing the episode right now. So. Oh, rad! And well, I can talk about the episode because it's it's a really sick one. Um, Eric's not on this one, which is a bummer because I think you mm. had a really good time. But we got Tim Dunn, Clayton Marchison, and Kellen Terrett. Uh, they were the hosts of the Chicago-based gaming podcast, Talking Games with Tim and Clayton and Kellen. Um, I listened to it uh, all the time back in the day. It was on. We found on this. I didn't realize it. They, they did it for five freaking years, dude. Oh wow. wow! Can you imagine? No. <laughs> Do, I mean, have you done, have you had, are there any creative projects you've done that have lasted that long specifically? Yeah, the other other guys lasted that long. Okay, well, fuck. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I I don't think I have a single one except of course for bundle buddies because we do have to finish the entire it's that bundle. I uh, yes yeah yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. this I, will I, last can... at least that long mm-hmm. yeah I mean we've we've done it almost a year and boy oh boy are we <laughs> not fucking up every single week <laughs> no we're doing great we're soaring oh we're fantastic you're doing all the heavy lifting I don't know what I'm 
what I'm on my shit about. You're flexible, man. You're the gymnast of the podcast. You're flexible. Uh, you should see my toes. And speaking of flexibility, uh, our cause this week is the ACLU. Don't know if it's flexible, but uh, that was my segue. The ACLU dares to create a more perfect union beyond one person, part of your side. Our mission is to realize the promise of the United States Constitution for all and expand the reach of its guarantees. You know the ACLU. What are you doing? You're not already giving them some money every now and again? This is a good chance to remember, too. Um, at ACLU on Twitter or ACLU.com. They... <laughs> Believe me, the ACLU, they have their uh, the website. <laughs> we donate to them, and if you donate some proof to BundleBuddiesPodcast at gmail.com, we will shout you out on the show. Booyah! Booyah, Grandma! Booyah, Grandma! Booyah! All right, let's get in there. Let's I listen love to it. this bad boy. God gave you that camera? That's pretty yeah. good. I pretty guess in nice. a lot of ways, God gave us everything we have. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh. So this is the podcast. It's Bundle Buddies. It's me, Alex Honnett, uh, the intrepid host, normally along with Eric Roth. However, Eric uh, is having his anniversary this week, and so he couldn't be here, unfortunately. But I'm joined with uh, – we've already started recording, by the way. I'm uh, joined by three of the OG video game podcasters. <laughs> You know, they weren't in the first wave of video game podcasting. They didn't do it in like 2005, but 2010, 2011, maybe 2012 when you guys got your start. It's the talking games, kids, adult (laughs) men. Wow. It's us. It's the kids. The kids Mm -hmm. are back. One of our first episodes was like Skyrim had just come out because Clayton, I swear, you and me went to a midnight release of Skyrim yeah. as like <laughs> 25 or 26 year old men. It was like you, me and people's mm-hmm. kids with their parents. Um, yeah. And then we and I was yeah. like, stay in school, kids. Stay cool. <laughs> That's exactly what I did. Now I'm here at the Skyrim release. <laughs> <laughs> so if this is your goal. If you want to be doing this as an adult, stay in school. Don't talk to I'm those men. I'm day off work tomorrow. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. I got. It was, uh, was a fun episode. It was a very yeah. fun episode, right? Because you came on and talked about uh, being a Khajiit. The cat. I, I, the cat no, no. People. Excuse me. Let, let's let's be honest. Hold I came on, on and talked about how much I hated the Khajiit, and yeah. I got. I I still That's get shit from it. people about <laughs> my opinions. You would hunt them down and murder them like Dexter exactly. or something. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. No. Yes. It was. A, I was playing a very hard RP on the uh, on the little Skyrim thing, and and I just. My character, that's what he felt he needed to do. Right. If people felt that that was racist and wrong, I said, I agree. As a, as a human being, I agree. Mm-hmm. But my character, this is what they need to do. Right. Yeah, you think Mads Mikkelsen, you know, <laughs> is really eating people? No way. No way. It's, I mean, the maybe, character. Like, maybe with that guy. I don't know. He's pretty pretty cool looking. Oh. <laughs> he does look like a villain. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, this is an explicitly pro Khajiit podcast, so we're already okay. off the deep end. Oh boy, that was not in the info I heard about. Uh-oh. Well, I, I shouldn't have to put it there because we're in 2021 now. You know it. what I mean? I like, a lot of ways, the inverse of 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I get it. Um, I'm going to get canceled for all of my opinions. He's about to go off. Quotes. I get Ellen's it. about he to go off. Quotes. Yeah, this is this, this episode is going to come back and haunt me when I'm running for Senate. Getting canceled for up. Skyrim opinions is like one of the funniest <laughs> things I could fucking think. You know what I mean? Right. The era right before you could get canceled. Yeah. And then but you get canceled for it immediately after. Immediately. Like, long past when you should have been OK. Yeah. 
I have evidence that the senator has played an archer. He chose a half-orc for his character. Now, what kind of fool does that? You just hear the buzzing, like, in the room. Like, it's elect- like true electricity. Oh, my gosh. Can you believe The hearing room. Half-orc? Um, yeah, I don't know. So just to go back, normally we talk in this first half about, like, people's individual video game experiences and sort of what they started playing and things like that. I'd love to get in that, too, but, you know... I would have definitely had each of you on individually just being very like funny, like fun people that I know play video games currently. But you also were all three on this uh, video game podcast, Talking Games, originally with Tim and uh, Clayton, and then eventually with Tim and Clayton and Kellen. What was the uh, impetus for starting the podcast to Tim and Clayton? Like, why did you get like, you know, I remember it was it was heady days and we were all just collaborating on whatever, whatever creative thing we could do. You know, I, uh, Boy, I, I think I, f- I, I don't actually remember when I first met Clayton, but I remember knowing he was into video games when I was temping at Groupon. And he was like, Clayton was like in charge of the temps or something one day anyways. Yeah. And I, he yeah. was talking to someone about Chrono Trigger. And then we <laughs> struck up a conversation. <laughs> like you do. And then that led to a series of backstage conversation about video games. And um, eventually I just pitched it to Clayton of like, I think it'd be fun. We know a lot of funny people that play video games. I think he originally uh, was like, let's call it the Crit Hit Podcast. And I was like, okay, cool. And then I looked on iTunes and there were like 30 Crit Hit Podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> the first day of everyone thought of. And I was like, first okay, we, maybe not, but... I was like, I can not understand. It was the first thing I thought of. How did they also do that? You yeah, guys, I, we met eventually... in Sathers, I remember, and the weather was really bad. And I knew I was gonna like working with Tim right away because he texted me. I was like, "Do you want to like wait until this blows over to actually meet?" And I was like, "Oh, I love this guy." Because <laughs> 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 it was like pouring rain. It was awful. I was just like, "I don't like." Who wants to walk in this shit? And Tim texted me immediately. I was like, <laughs> "Like, who wants to walk in this shit? You want to just like meet in an hour?" I was like, "Hey, you're already working on yeah, so you're already doing easier. like so many teams with like improv tryhards. Mm-hmm. We're like, no, we are going to go. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we should rehearse in the rain because it'll unlock a new facet of our performance. You know that we mm-hmm. that most people don't do. Why did I well, have ride the subway for rehearsal because we didn't book a space? Right. <laughs> I'm trying to think why I had so many of those meetings at Ann Sather. It's such a weird place to have like comedy meetings. You love Ann Sather. That was the guy. It's like so weird to think about the man who owned Ann Sather is Tom Tooney, who like bulldozed Wrigleyville, right? Mm -hmm. For the developer thing. Mm -hmm. Remember? Yes, we we were all we were all up in arms. Oh, boy. We were all a bunch of people. There was like a big photo at I.O. The place is gone now. So who cares? But I remember so many people that I went through classes with being like. I was standing right next to Sharna in the you're not going to mm-hmm. <laughs> knock down IO picture. And it was like, OK, cool. Yeah. So for you, Tim, it was a show of support for Tom Tunney to be there. Yeah, I just believe in unfettered capitalism <laughs> and, um, you know, I want economic growth. So <laughs> sue me. I mean, it is funny to think about like, oh, yeah, development in Chicago, like back then being like, wow, weird. And now being like, oh, yeah, it's definitely yeah. accelerated quite a bit. Yeah, so to, to give our listeners a heads up too, the way that Eric and I originally know each other is that we met in sort of the the heady days of Chicago in the early 2010s doing uh, improv comedy and sketch comedy around that time. And that's also where I know uh, these three from and, and the uh, sort of fertile ground from which their podcast and so many improv teams uh, sprang. 
So excuse us for a while if we get a, a little inside baseball-y with all the sh- old Chicago comedy stuff. As Clayton mentioned, the theater that I think was the context through a lot of uh, which we knew each other, IO, has since closed, which is absolutely insane. Um, but it doesn't really have anything to do with video games, so we can skip talking about it, really. All right. The view and But yeah, that's we- another podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> we did uh, talking games for, it must have been five years. It was very fun. We had certain episodes where we God, just- God, that's crazy that I it know. was five years. How many episodes was it at the end? That's a great question. It had to have been at least 200 or something, like, you know. Yeah. Because yeah. there were definitely times where it wasn't coming out every week. There were times where it was like, well, we don't have anything to really talk about. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that that's 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 what happens with video games like like it felt like oh when there were games that were coming out we would always have episodes like end of the year would always be very similar Mm -hmm. you know we were following a very similar track of like your ign's your polygons like we were ahead of the time we were we were really trailblazing where they would eventually be i I was also too broke at the time to stay i couldn't pay 60 dollars for like the new game most of the time so like (laughs) i remember one time Clayton got really into Hotline Miami and he just bought it for me because he was like, we're talking about this this week. Yeah. Yeah. The format of the podcast at the beginning, it was you would have a guest on every week to talk about not it wasn't even always a game. It could be like a facet of a game or a type Mm -hmm. of game, just some sort of thing they were generally interested in. Um, And I listened to a lot of those podcasts. The Jeff Murdoch one stands out in my mind. Oh, yeah. Final (laughs) Fantasy Tactics. Mm -hmm. Um, Oh, yeah. And then also. Joey Dundell talking about XCOM and that podcast, like those two episodes of the podcast was like, Oh, I should check out these games. And then I probably spent like over a hundred hours mm-hmm. playing those two games over the next couple of years, like an oh, incredible yeah. resource, you know, to discover games, <laughs> uh, a foundational text for me. on like, um, getting back into that stuff. That was also right around the time when I, uh, played Skyrim, my friend's house after not having a video game system since high school. And then the next day went out and spent my entire bonus check <laughs> On a PS3, flat screen TV, and Skyrim. There we and go. Called in sick to work for three days. Yeah, it was, um, that's the way to play. That you were truly living the improv dream. I think. I, I think every oh, yeah. improviser, male improviser in Chicago, had probably done something very similar. I think it, oh, yeah. it came out around the holidays, and I remember putting my PS. Yeah, it was 11, 11, 11, yes. right? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I remember putting my PS three in my suitcase and putting it through security and the TSA being like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) It's like, I got to play this at home. What can I tell you, man? I have to do this. It's actually kind of interesting to think about it in that context too, because I feel like video games, like that was kind of the, I feel like the tail end of the gamer fuel, like Mm -hmm. nerd subculture of video games versus now if you checked that through, they'd be like, oh, shit, bro, you're going to go right. off, huh? You yeah. know, people would be like, yeah. like the person would be pumped for you because everyone plays video games now. But even back then, it still felt like the purview of nerds and dorks, you know? Yeah. yeah. Still like you guys, you know, like you, like you people. You <laughs> yeah. Know? yeah. You know, we were total nerds we and dorks. Who we are. Yeah. We, I have we, a bunch we... of notes here about video games I've played recently. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think we were talking about Twitch early on because i remember working at groupon and like following twitch people playing like uh dark souls 3 and yeah. and talking really about like, ahead of the curve yeah that. i just was constantly saying, like man i think this twitch thing is so interesting and now you think about how like there's millionaires who play mm-hmm. video games and how that's just their whole life and how it's so integrated and here we were just just talking about video games with our friends right. and i i think there were so many fun episodes that we did that were just like what you're saying alex like 
we weren't necessarily talking about, oh, today we're going to review this game. It was always like, well, what about the game? Are we talking about music? Are we talking about a character? Yeah. Are we talking about uh, how the, the game is written or, or a series of games? Um, I remember getting in, uh, uh, constantly getting in trouble for my opinions oh, on yeah. the uh, podcast and then uh, uh, upsetting the, the fighting game uh, group with Chris Geiger and some other people and having like a debate with like yeah. six or seven of us about fighting games are fighting games good or are fighting games bad and just like so so many fun silly silly memories i, I think from i think we called that one clayton's that court and we did a like court <laughs> yes uh setup and i was the bailiff it was very fun <laughs> it was and what i thought was very funny in the end i was like yeah i actually think fighting games are pretty cool and you two were like no fighting games suck I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> shut up nerd <laughs> Uh, yeah. Alex, I also uh, I, I wanted to I wanted to tell you I still have a super fond memory of you. I remember right before the Switch came out, talking about how stupid the Switch would be, how no yeah. one would buy it, how <laughs> I would never buy a Switch. It was so stupid. And then the next episode saying, No, I bought a Switch and it's really fun. I love playing it. I remember seeing you the next next time I saw you, you were so not like disappointed, but just were so like, God, Kellen, <laughs> you had said all of this stuff. <laughs> and it stuck with me. It's it stuck with me. You got to be tr- more careful, man. Yeah. Like People are listening to you. Uh, You're an influencer, like man. I felt yeah. that way about the iPad. I was like, what does an iPad give you that a freaking laptop doesn't? Right. Come mm-hmm. on. Like, honestly, folks. You know, yeah. and look over here. Now I'm a millionaire. So yeah. what the fuck do I know? There you go. There you You're go. the millionaire who plays video games now. We, That's me. We got some... I got my millionaire podcast. <laughs> I mean, we, we got... all are, right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> of course. Yeah. We got it's some... nice to look in the back room of all your guys' mansions oh, here on this uh, <laughs> this call. Yeah. <laughs> Window air conditioning unit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I thought that was Fair a Banksy, that. right? That's a Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It says uh, global warming question mark on the yeah. back of it. <laughs> Um, oh, the podcast was great. I, I really loved it. That's insane to me that it lasted for five years, yeah. you know, like what? And then towards the end, it was just kind of like, you know, this, this uh, project has sort of fulfilled its purpose. We're all kind of like moving in different directions. It's time to do something different. Uh, eventually, like, yeah, five years in, I kind of went to Kellen and Clayton was like, you know, I love doing this podcast. I think I could do it the rest of my life. I just don't know if that's a reason to keep doing it. Um, right, totally. So like. Yeah, so then we our our after that conversation, we kept doing it for like six months or something like that. Yeah, it kept going like the the, the goodbye <laughs> tour for yeah, a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but that that was sort of the problem with uh with the podcast maybe to begin with, which was we were we were having so much fun doing it, we were like, Oh, we could just keep doing this forever and not like miss it <laughs> or like or not uh uh be upset if like no one is ever listening to it. So I'm glad that at least <laughs> Alex was out there listening. Oh, yeah. I don't I mean, over the five years, I probably, you know, my my interest waned and waxed based (laughs) on, you know, the moon cycles, of course. Um, But I was definitely a listener for most of it. It's it was a fun, you know, I think you guys it's like this introduction to a kind of podcast that I actually think are that Bundle Buddies is, too, which is like it's just some people that have opinions doing a thing and it's an hour and a half long so it's great for dishes and going on walks or like mm-hmm. doing yard work or something you don't have to worry about it too much you can just slap that thing on and uh yeah. you'll just vibe for a while you know oh yeah just have i'm sure the listener right now is doing exactly that exactly so to, you, to you listener i say hey have some fun huh? <laughs> 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 
And if you have a chance, check out Suikoden 2. That's a good game. <laughs> I was waiting for that plug. <laughs> well, that's a perfect segue because, I mean, Suikoden was a game that uh, you guys probably talked about so fucking much. Too much. Um, yeah. Too much. How many Suikoden episodes do you think there were? Probably oh, like seven or eight? Yeah, I mean, that was our last one. And part of the reason mm-hmm. why we kept going for six months at the end is because we were going to get Kel on a PlayStation 2 to play it. But that yeah. never that just didn't work out. So we were like, okay, <laughs> yeah. well, we're done. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, no, no, no. All right, well, I'll get it. I'll grab the PlayStation Two from Clayton. And then it was like, all right, well, it's raining outside, or oh, like you know, there's there's life gets in the way. And then eventually, I think I pitched to you guys like, how about I just interview you both about why you love Sweden and Two, so I don't have to play it, but I'm gonna watch a bunch of YouTube videos so I at least know right. what the game is about, so I can make some references that way. And then it was there was like a we did a couple of like kind of like best of episodes where we were we were kind of talking about our favorite games or our favorite moments and guests and kind of some fun retrospective stuff. And, talking and musicals. Talking musicals. <laughs> talking musicals was a great episode. Another classic. I did listen to talking musicals. I remember yeah. that one. Yeah. That was a good one. Um, it was just, we were just having fun. And I think that was why it was like, nobody wanted to end it, but we also knew that it like, um, if we didn't stop then it was going to become tedious. Like I, yeah. I, uh, um, <laughs> You listen to other podcasts and it's clear they don't want to be doing it anymore. It's clear. And that's all the episodes are. They're just talking about how Mm -hmm. much they hate doing the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I'm sure we could have eventually gotten to the point where we had a Patreon or something else. But even when we were with the Chicago podcast co-op, like Tim and Clayton were so adverse to getting paid for it. They were like, here, Kellen, you take the money and (laughs) and that'll pay for like Dennis's like childcare or something. Like we don't want to be, we, we were not interested in this getting big or, or, even the slightest amount of fame from it. It was just How a much fun were you way guys to make an office. Oh, it's podcast, not much. It was like 50 bucks an episode or something. Or I think that's pretty, I mean, that's, you know, sure. that's not nothing. I think you it put wasn't, that in the bank account and accrue some interest. I think, mm-hmm. I think our, uh, Eric, our engineer, every engineer yes. also got a cut as part of the co-op too. So yeah. maybe might've been under 50, but yeah. I, uh, yeah, because I think we had said to Eric, Hey, since you're, I think we got 50 collectively and they said, Hey, Eric, I'll take 25 and you take 25. And he was like, Oh, that's more than enough. And I was like, no, but like you, you, this podcast wouldn't happen unless you were doing this. So um, if you had invested that 25 bucks an episode in Bitcoin, we'd all be fucking actually <laughs> oh right now. Who I says think about that. I didn't Alex. Who that's says a, I yeah. didn't? That's a good point. I am looking behind. I'm seeing a real Banksy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Suikoden is the perfect segue into, I'd love to hear your guys sort of favorite kind of games, you know, maybe some tops, from all time for you all. And then as Clayton alluded to, if you have some games you've been playing recently, let's get into it. This consider this. It's just, it's the old talking games yeah. podcast lounge folks. We're rapping. We're talking musicals. We're talking all sorts of stuff. Let's let's uh, I'm sweating profusely. <laughs> Clayton's sweating because he, he's so worried. Colin's about to come with a take too hot. That's going to get him canceled, That's right. which we didn't have the words for back then. Well, now we do. Luckily, now yeah. now we have yeah. ways of keeping people like me in check. <laughs> <laughs> if only I knew then what I know now. <laughs> so please, Clayton, you want to start? Like, what what's your what's your shit? What do you love? Oh man, okay. So I I really like JRPGs, like speaking of them. <laughs> uh, that those are probably the games that got me really into games originally. Um, and uh, and also I, I found myself really maybe this is more of a recent thing, but I found myself returning to first person shooters that are like very story heavy. Uh, so 
uh, like Singularity I replayed recently, which is mm. not like a great game, but it's, you know, it's interesting kind of time travel first person shooter. And I really like uh, Republic Commando. It's really uh, like one of my favorites of all time. I just like and Halo and uh, those games just real like I love story stuff in games. So I also love first person shooters because they're real like violent and crazy. <laughs> so like, um, I also I'm I'm a big if anyone who listens to the old talking games knows I love uh, Souls games like action RPGs third person like slash type games I love that shit that's I love Souls games so much and like Dark Souls is one of my all time favorites so and I I almost all at all times am playing like a Souls game in rotation usually one that I uh, have played way too many times already <laughs> like Bloodborne or. Uh, Dark Souls 3. But yeah, those are some of my favorites. Clayton playing, uh, Clayton helped me beat Bloodborne. It, it helped me get through the pandemic. Oh, oh really? Yes. Were yeah. you guys like on Discord or something like that, streaming? No, we weren't streaming no. or anything. It was... Uh, we were, we were in person after taking the tra- public transit to get there. It was an incredibly <laughs> bad thing we did. No, we... Uh... Uh, we would just call each other and <laughs> and hop onto uh, our respective uh, characters, and I'd be like, "All right, Tim, I'm gonna come in there. We're gonna kick right. the shit out of this boss. It's gonna be, it's gonna, this guy's not even gonna know what hit him." And they demolished us. So I'd be like, "That's well, uh, uh, pretty bad. <laughs> let's let's try this one again." Uh, <laughs> it was usually my fault too, because I get cocky, you know. I love it. Yeah, we had a good time. And then we tried to get uh, uh, Nicole, my wife, and uh, Lisa, Tim's girlfriend, to play. <laughs> like, oh, man, it's such a challenging and insane game. And they did so well, and we're kicking so much ass, but it's just like, it, it wears you down so quickly. And they were mm-hmm. like, I'm done. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, yeah. can't blame you. Yeah. <laughs> I also felt bad because, like, they weren't getting the real Bloodborne experience. Our characters were, like, level 80 or something like that. And it was like, no, 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 this is not what this game is. No, yeah, yeah you're, you're supposed to die every right. fucking second because you don't know what's going on. It's supposed to be terrifying, <laughs> right? Clayton, is uh, Nicole still playing Animal Crossing, or is she? Uh, oh yeah, really? Yeah, oh that. my god, she's the a person year, that's still a doing year it. on. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. she's having a great time. No, she she has like almost everything on there. She like hosts events where she like gives stuff away for free to wow. like friends and and strangers, just you know like people she meets on like there's like an app for it or something. And uh, it sounds very cool. She's got so much money in that game. It's ridiculous. Man, uh, and in real life, I should point out. We're very rich. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tim, let's go to you. Let's let, let's hit your uh, your top your your top all timers and maybe what you've been playing a little bit recently. Sure. Um, I'm also a JRPG guy. I to just like go like go into the Suikin thing a little bit. It's not on most like top ten lists. I just want to point no. that out to people who haven't played it. That's a great game. It was <laughs> it was just on a top twenty JRPG list, and I was like, yes, somebody gets it. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just weird. It has this thing of like you feel like you're actually in an army as opposed to like seven people trying to like take over like fight Shinra or whatever yeah, the right. whatever the like thing is it's it's in a weird way it's about like collective action and like you have an army and you got to organize it and stuff like that that's why I think it's interesting gameplay wise Resident Evil 4 is like one of the greatest games for Ooh, me it's it's one. like um I played it in college obsessively and like just uh did multiple playthroughs and it was like <laughs> when when they in like 
fantasy novels when they talk about like a swordsman like the sword is part of his body resident evil 4 controls were like part of my body back then that's how i think of it (laughs) i like i knew everything about the game and then um i always like i don't think of myself as being a huge fan of the series but in terms of just raw hours that i put into it like multiple civilization games Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I got such a problem with those games. It's like I'm playing. Yeah. I'm playing six right now. It's like always like, actually, in the actually like right it. now while, while we're podcasting, oh, I'm playing you a game. Do that. <laughs> He's trying to go for uh, a cultural win. He has yeah. to, right. He has why? To play. Why else would I get the beefy PC if I'm not going to play? You know, while I'm streaming or and recording a podcast. This is a multitask machine. And playing a great, beautiful game like Civilization Six, <laughs> uh, and then I, li- I, I actually like the way it looks. I yeah. know that's un- uh, unpopular, but Civ Five is a. Uh, I tried to go back to Civ Five afterwards. I was like, "Where's the goofy graphics?" <laughs> no, no way! Oh, I love Civ Five so much. That's it's my great. favorite one. I think um, yeah. one recent game I really want to give a shout out to. Not that it's not already very popular, but Paradise Killer is so cool. Oh, I don't know if yeah, you guys. Paradise... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, I've heard good things about that. It's so weird. I, and it, yeah, I, could I, not... I tried to play it and was just like, uh, I don't know where my entry point is in this <laughs> in terms of like, am I supposed to already know some right. of this stuff? Am I uncovering stuff as it goes on? Like there's just this massive, incredibly strange block of lore and like history and interpersonal relationships that you're kind of uncovering. And it's just like, I have no idea when this will click into place for me, yeah. but I guess I'll just keep on walking around this island trying to figure it out. <laughs> it does not hold your hand at all. Like, no, it, no, it no. feels like um, the first game and of a series where like the second one will be really good, but like, it's so, it's so different. I'm not even going to try and talk about the plot. <laughs> you're in like a digital afterlife, but you're trying to mm. resurrect an alien God. It's a whodunit though. It's not like an RPG. <laughs> right. That's, that's what's so crazy. I'm like, wait, but like, I'm a fucking detective. Right. Like, um, oh, so yeah, no. it's fascinating. Uh, I would, if you're just like, if you need a palate cleanser, I would try Paradise Killer. Palate cleanser. Yeah, <laughs> you know, interesting way to describe it. It's the sherbet between meals. Oh, you're right. I that if, sounds terrible. <laughs> I guess it's not a palate cleanser. That's fair. If you want to try a, a new exotic dish, there you go. Mm-hmm. A new exotic dish. <clears throat> You want a palate cleanser? Try Mega Man Two. Yeah, I was gonna say like palate cleansers are like. In my mind, I was like, "You're you're playing Halo, and then another first person shooter, and then this is a palate cleanser." I don't know. <laughs> I lost it, you guys. Why am I playing Halo? <laughs> well, but I think Paradise Killer is a great example of like the sort of thing that I. Uh love it's just like i mean i i'm gonna go back to it at some point and try to beat it but there's just so many cool like offbeat games right now that I, like i just finally started playing outer wilds outer wilds um, is so good which is just like yeah i i, I, I everyone's talked about it for so long i'm like okay cool i know i'm gonna love this let's pick it up and see what it's all about and like the opening screen started and the music was playing the way it was mm-hmm. and i was like all right, fine. Like you just hacked into my damn brain and I'm already like right. all fucking in and everything that's happened since then. I'm just even more and more in it's, it's truly a remarkable little game, but it feels kind of like paradise. Clone. it's like, I've yeah. never played anything like this. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. Really? Like there's yeah. sort of certain that's things. How I felt when I played uh, outer wilds and I was like, Oh man, I, I don't want to look up like what I'm supposed to do, but I also have no idea what I'm supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, uh, Outer Outer Wilds made me feel very stupid. 
in yeah. the best way possible. I was like, right. no, this this is not trying to make me feel stupid. I am I am just playing this in a way that mm-hmm. this game needs more from me, and I need to stop. I need to step this game down because I just don't yeah. have it. Well, <laughs> and, boy, do I love it. But also, like to make the connection between like Outer Wilds and Paradise Killer, it's like Outer Wilds. There is like a lot of interesting physics and mechanics and exploration mm-hmm. going on. And that's happening in paradise killer too, but it doesn't really give you any sense. Like in outer wild from the beginning, there's like these little breadcrumbs mm-hmm. that are right. like coming along, you know, and paradise killer, they tell you what you're supposed to do. And then there's just absolutely no, there's no sense of like when the judgment will happen right. or like when you're going to be doing things, you're just sort of like walking around. Like, I don't fucking know if I'm even like how to piece this information together. I'm just getting a ton of information. <laughs> what that do I, I trust? To, yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Somehow connect. Um, have you beaten it, Tim? I did. Well, yeah, I, can you beat it? Is it a show? Is it a game that you beat? You can beat it. I, I think I, you, I, you should <laughs> beat it. Yes. We <laughs> ask can, but we never ask should. Yes. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, I beat it. It's when you go through the like final trial thing, it leaves you with all these ethical questions at the end. There's only one ending really. Um, and I think mm. I got the like cases, right? Like my reasoning for all my judgments was sound in my opinion, uh, based on uh, the U S justice system, which is perfect and flawless. And uh, okay. all right. yeah, okay. <laughs> I, but there are in unintended consequences to your actions. So mm. it leaves you in kind of a emotional limbo at the end, but hmm. you know, well, it's great. The, the way the best games do. I mean, thank yeah. God there was, yeah. there were no Khajiits on trial or else. Kellen uh, oh my gosh. <laughs> we'll be a kangaroo court folks. Uh, Kellen, let's, let's hear your sort of all timers and your, uh, what you've been playing recently that you love. Um, we talk a lot on, on the podcast. We talked a lot about papers, please. Um, oh, and the, yeah. the developer of papers, please made another great game that I play probably every, a couple times a year called return of the Oberdin, mm. um, which is, yeah. um, a puzzle game about solving the mystery of how everybody on a, um, a classic, um, uh, sort of sailing ship vessel, uh, uh, kind of, of like sort of a East Indian Company sort of vessel, how they all died. Mm. Um, and it's atmospheric and really beautiful. And uh, unlike any other game I've played, because you're playing it um, sort of in reverse in terms of like you end with the final death and then you're slowly piecing together sort of what happened and you're trying to like, you have a manifest and you're kind of going through that. And I started replaying right. that uh, a couple weeks ago and I just absolutely love it, which also then makes me say, oh God, I want to go play Papers, Please. And Papers, oh, Please yeah. is one of these games that just like always hits so well and it's so pretty and such such a weird sort of experience in terms of like bureaucracy and like this, you know, sort of um, uh, uh, sort of fascist sort of uh, 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 like world building, having to balance. Do I give my kids medicine or do I mm. keep the heat on? Yeah. Love those games. Um, uh, and you I love was, that uh, as a father, right? Like oh, I love that. Choice. Choice. Right. It's one of my the best things. That was the reason why I wanted to have another child. So I could really like having one kid. That's like playing on normal. Having two right. kids. That's playing on hard mode. Right. So that's why I got another kid. Um, uh, that's why. I got uh, uh, I was lucky enough to get a PS5 hey. uh, a couple weeks ago, which is oh, very exciting. Oh my and God. I've been playing Returnal and Returnal is um, a really fun roguelike um I guess you could say it's sort of like a third person shmup where like you're sort of dodging lots and lots of bullets that are coming towards you. You still have the roguelike element of you're picking up different weapons, but this 
The pitch is you're a woman who crash lands on this alien planet. You don't know who this person is. You don't know why she's on this alien planet. You don't know mm. what's going on in the alien planet. Yeah. But she begins to discover that she has she is in a loop, and that every time she dies, she wakes back up as the as her spaceship is crashing and she starts it over. Um, and then depending on how far you get into the level, like there are mysteries that are unlocking and sort of has sort of Metroidvania sort of elements that way of like, Oh, now I have something that allows me to do a double jump or now I can have a grapple. And the graphics are great. The enemy design is really wonderful. It's intense. It's dark. It's brutish. It's, um, it's very, very cool. Um, it's one of the main reasons I wanted to get a PS five because this game looks so, so great and plays really, really fun. So um, I've heard that Ratchet and Clank on the PS5 is like very good. Do you have that one too? Colin? I do have that one. My uh, my oldest oh, son no. and I are starting to play that, but he's a completionist because he's a good Already? boy. Already? Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So he's wow. like, well, this is like the newest one. And he's like, yeah. And he's like, well, where's the other ones? And I was like, well, we could play those. And <laughs> oh, no. So now we're playing the original, like the re-release of Ratchet and Clank. And that's actually been really fun because yeah. I never played those on the PS2. So that's been a really fun. Oh, yeah. Those uh, games are job. great. Yeah, 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, and that's a fun game to play with him because he's now finally getting to the point where he can play. Like he, we play a lot of like um, Super Mario Odyssey. You know, we've been playing like the Mario 3D All Star. Uh, mm-hmm. We've been playing Mario Sunshine together, and he hates Mario Sunshine. He's just like this uh, game sucks. I don't know why anyone likes <laughs> this game. The controls suck in this game. The color palette's terrible, and I'm just raising him to be such a good boy. So, I love so it. I oh never. I I bought the. Uh, I bought it, and I, it's one of those things where I'm, I want to wait till I can like. I want to play Galaxy. I want to play Sunshine. I've already played Mario sixty four back mm-hmm. from when I was you know ten years old and stuff like yeah. that. But I'm excited to dig back into those at some point. Yeah. I think Galaxy is such a fun. Galaxy's fun great. Game. It's so good. There are some yeah. diehard Sunshine defenders though. I know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And well, I. It, I I would agree. It it is a very weird game if yeah. you if you're not interested in the controls. But having had a GameCube, like I picked it up and I, I instantly knew what to do because I played the GameCube <laughs> originally. So right. I mean that GameCube controller too. It looks looks like a fucking glyph from yeah. another time. <laughs> so it's weird. Such a strange controller. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, fantastic. So have you guys uh, had you guys heard of the itch.io bundle when? Uh, I asked you to the podcast. Are you familiar no. with like itch as a community and less sort of like a counterbalance no to steam and stuff like that? I, Not a clue. I, I had heard about the bundle and I purchased the bundle and I love sort of this stuff on itch. Um, one of my, hey. my, one of my favorite games is on itch. What is it? Um, uh, pet the dog at the party. Yeah, that um, game's real fun. Which is a really is <laughs> we just played, we played that one. Such <laughs> a fun <laughs> game. Uh, and that's just what oh, it is, Clayton. Gosh. You you have to run and find the dog and pet it at the party. Oh, I can't wait. It's great. You got to do it like ten times. It's honestly like a surprisingly satisfying. And the we 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 talked a lot of on that one specifically because Eric was like, there are so many games that we play that are explicitly about anxiety mm-hmm. that don't actually like say anything about anxiety short of like they're about it you know but this game actually captures what it's like to be an anxious person <laughs> mm-hmm. at a place where you're desperately running to try to find the one thing that might make you feel better at the party and you're totally fixated on it you're not talking like try to talk to people means that they like sound like peanut parents and stuff like that you mm-hmm. know mumbling uh just trying desperately to track them um have you guys ever played uh the game um uh, a short hike oh yeah i like short sounds hikes. familiar yeah. i don't i can't remember mm-hmm. it though that's one yeah. of the other bundle like big timers. So here we are. Now we've we've really established that Kellen has continued to be curious and interested <laughs> in video games. Mm-hmm. 
and uh, seek out the space to learn more. And Clayton <laughs> and Tim have just decided, gone full comfort mode. Paradise Killer's okay. pretty indie, okay? Very indie, very, very uh, indie. I just downloaded the demo of Final Fantasy 15, so... <laughs> You know I'm really staying on top of it. I know exactly what's going on. How do you feel about the Final Fantasy franchise these days, Clayton? Are you still here for it in a big way? No, I, I, <laughs> I'm not interested at all. In yeah. fact, and I was not, but a buddy of mine, uh, Nate was uh, Nate Sherman. Shout out to Nate Sherman. He's a great guy. Woo woo! Um, friend of the pod. Uh, friend of the pod. I'm sure uh, this pod as well as our own pod uh, back in the day. But anyway, oh, Nate, yeah, we uh, could have Nate on the podcast. I'm going to write his yeah. name down right now. It's yeah, idea. absolutely. Uh, but Nate uh, and I were texting because I was like, "Legend of Mana?" Question mark. And he was like, "I don't know. Maybe." Have you played Final Fantasy 15? And I was like. No, come on. <laughs> what am I doing? I got a million years of my life to spend on, you know, a bunch of like driving places, driving around with a bunch of a boy bands that want it to be Eating a diner. Yeah, do this. Right. Mm-hmm. yeah, like, you know, like, no offense, but like, fuck that. <laughs> he was like, well, it's really good. Like, you really should check it out. And I'm like, no way. Download the demo. And the opening is you pushing a car in the desert. Oh. And I am so primed to hate it. No, I love it. I guess I am coming back to Final Fantasy because, God damn it, I didn't want to buy this game. I wanted to buy Sekiro again. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that intro, honestly. Like it's it was such it's a so huge risk. So good with the Florence and the Machine yeah. song. It's so good. So good. I couldn't. I, yeah, so now I'm gonna buy it. It's twenty bucks right now. So whatever. <laughs> is it on Steam or is it on sale on Steam or is yeah, it on a... sale? Yeah. Okay. Not to plug Steam. Boom. Yeah, boosting. It's, yay. No, it's okay. Steam's <laughs> Steam's part of it too. Even if it is eventually gonna just completely, you know, stamp out indie game makers potentially. I hate that, um, the only problem with Final Fantasy 15. I'm just remembering this because Final Fantasy 15 Kingsglaive the movie came out on Netflix not too long ago and I oh turned God. it on and Lisa like walked in was like what is this and I was like I can't I can't explain it to you I'm sorry mm-hmm. what do you think it is huh <laughs> you know who I am <laughs> you know you can do this with your eyes wide open lady <laughs> um there uh, right now uh Clayton and I were texting about it quite a bit but there is a anime show called Hunter x Hunter love which Hunter is Hunter. incredible incredible show but there is a arc in that uh, where they're playing volleyball and it was the first mm. time where I was like hey maybe <laughs> sports anime freaking rules I'm not sure it might be cool right so there's uh I forget the name of it but there's one on Netflix right now that is all about uh volleyball and oh, I started watching I it. Or something like yeah that. yeah and I am very into it it's it so good? good yes yes ah. so strong recommendation but Katie was ah. like you know, when it was fantasy elements with anime, I kind of got it because it's like that's not something you can get from other shows, you know. But like, this is just a show about <laughs> volleyball. Like, <laughs> just watch volleyball, Alex. You know, like I don't get what the deal is. No, have her sit down and watch Yuri on Ice, and she will completely understand why <laughs> it's not just about ice skating. I want to watch Yuri on Ice, Yuri me ice personally. Um, yeah. The other thing I, I want to talk about: Have you guys heard of the show? Um, it's on Netflix and it's about sort of an older man who he's like a salary man. He's finally retired and he yep. wants to play final fantasy for yep. the first time in his life. And his son and him sort of like become friends through it. Yes. Oh, that sounds great. Uh, I want to watch the show. I feel like I should Google it right now. It's like final fantasy, you know, legacy or something like that. And it is, yeah. 
it's they're in Final Fantasy fourteen, the MMORPG, yeah, the, right? The MMO, yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And the son is playing. Uh, he's hiding his identity from his father. His father gets very into this MMORPG, and the father is teaching the son lessons that, like, he clearly hasn't. They haven't had a close relationship, but because he's like right. hiding his identity, he's like getting to know his father. And it's I watched a few episodes, and I was like, this is weird. I can't really get into it, but it's you know. It's fun, I guess. It is. It is pretty weird, and I had a hard time getting into it too. There's just an element. So we all of, have issues with our father, then, and that's yeah, what we're, right. that's what we're yeah. saying. We all have some. The weird... thing is, I have so few issues with my father that watching this thing where they have issues, I'm like, forget about it. You know, I can't relate to this at all. <laughs> like I'm good. doing so well. If my dad yeah, would just, if my dad would just play Paradise Killer, we'd be fine. Okay, folks. So you know. We have on here these elder statesmen of gaming, cool boy. Uh, and now we're playing these newfangled <laughs> indie games. We played uh, three games from the bundle this week. Uh, why don't we start with Awful's Grove, uh, developer its-alf, a fast-paced first-person action 3D platformer shooter, roguelite, single-player sci-fi game. Description, go fast, tear out their hearts, use them to buy stuff. Alphal's Grove is a first-person roguelike with push-forward combat, infinite item stacking, and a map that grows as you play. Kill enemies, take their hearts, and give them trees to ex- and give them to trades in exchange for their fruits. And kill the king. Um, so to start with, the graphics in this game were really cool. It's yeah, sort of like, like a sh- cell shaded, um, like not quite cartoony, kind of playing in between the realm of like a, a full-on cartoon. And then, like, you know, the sort of cel-shaded, like, Breath of the Wild kind of looky thing. Um, very, very nice. You are just flying around, shooting stuff as much as possible. Yeah. Uh, for a game made by one person, I think this handles way better than it has mm-hmm. any reason to. It was really fucking fun. What did you guys think? Uh, for yeah, same. S- I really enjoyed that. For some context, uh, I was going to go over to Clayton's yesterday to play this, but then we've had a series of severe weather events. Uh, so I had to watch a playthrough. So I just want to mm. preface it with that. Um, <laughs> Much like that first time with Ann Sather. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is per- a, a pattern I've seen. <laughs> yes. Tim is afraid of weather. That's what we're, we're, we've, we've always known. We're just finally admitting it. If I can't was, support Tom Tooney through my meetings, I'm not interested <laughs> in collaborating. I was at the Chamber of Commerce at the time. And, you know. And, um, no, I when I was watching it, it reminded me of like, did anybody play No More Heroes on uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wii? It kind of looked a little bit like that. It also reminded me of Borderlands a little bit in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Um, Borderlands yeah. 1, yeah, that yeah, early sort of cell shading. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. That was the best. Yeah, the gameplay was felt like, um, I mean, at least like the first three minutes, I was like, oh, this kind of feels like Quake. I was like, this is yeah. really interesting in terms of like uh, how I'm sort of lining up shots and kind of figuring things out. And then as I was starting to sort of um, play it, it felt a lot like um, Risk of Rain 2 in terms of how the 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 gameplay sort of goes in terms of, oh, like my power-ups are different with each playthrough. So I'm yeah. playing in a different sort of way in terms of my strategy, how I'm trying to take on, on enemies and sort of either playing conservative or playing really offensive. I, I again, of the three games, I probably played this the most and will mm-hmm. probably keep playing this throughout the um, uh, the week because it's, it was just really addictive and fun. Um, yeah. yeah. No, definitely my favorite of the three as well. 
uh, and uh, the traversal, just getting around was really mm-hmm. fun. Like, yeah, I, I didn't fun. even uh, like I was shooting stuff like crazy, but there was a point because I was like, well, I kind of want to like look at stuff a little bit more. <laughs> so I just started like bouncing around and just looking at like all the crazy shit. I got killed right away, but mm-hmm. uh, just like seeing how how crazy, and I guess all the levels are procedurally generated and stuff mm-hmm. like that, which uh, reminded me a little bit of uh, I think it was the Shadow Warrior. Uh, oh yeah. Was it the remake yeah. or mm-hmm. Shadow Warrior 2 or something like that? They did the similar kind of like, oh, these are all going to be like procedurally generated dungeons, which just in that game meant like a lot of weird shit that didn't make sense. <laughs> like, you know, totally. Like, There's a pool of water. I don't know. Keep moving. Keep moving. <laughs> like nothing really fit together. But in this, it felt real a lot more uh, well constructed. So I liked traversing and looking at all the uh wild maps and stuff like that there's um something too about it where it's just like okay here like what the developer do what um it's alf did that was really fun is just like okay here are things that are fun about these kind of games you know Mm -hmm. the 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 shooting is really fun and really satisfying the dashing is super fun and satisfying the being able to like just move really fast and double jump and kind of go all over the place like at the core of this it's just like this person did a lot of work of creating this really smooth gameplay loop that is just like really fun to engage with so even if when you start to run into problems i think is when it starts to scale up its difficulty pretty quickly Mm -hmm. like it gets pretty hard pretty fast and as someone who's not like a big first person shooter i started to have a lot of problems keeping my power up stacked high enough to Mm -hmm. like to be able to compete with the high volume of enemies there um yeah because it it, uh, pretty pretty quickly it gets pretty nuts yeah (laughs) I mean, it feels like a classic arcade game that way. Yeah, like, I exactly. can imagine playing this game on a cabinet someplace totally. and having people kind of stand around and just seeing how far you could get. Like, I don't think this is a game that you're playing for hours and hours on one run. Mm-hmm. I think the scale happens intentionally that way um, to kind of have that very classic arcade feel. Mm. I did find myself kind of reaching for another weapon or something mm-hmm. when those big groups came out because yeah. you want like a grenade or. Or like a, a bazooka or something, you know, like uh, you're kind of level clearing uh, shit to deal with all those big guys. But yeah, you get very quickly overwhelmed. I, mm-hmm. I found myself sort of like <laughs> trying to like hit hit and fade, like trying mm-hmm. to jump back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that totally. That did work for a while, but I it, because you're so fast, like I just kept falling. <laughs> yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Oh, man, this is, uh, I'm not very good at this, but I, I once you kind of find a rhythm with it, it's really interesting. But yeah, I, I could see it also getting repetitive pretty quickly because mm-hmm. I was like, after like 15 minutes, I was like, "Ooh, I need a break." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did, did any guys? Because the statement "and kill the king" makes me feel like there is a boss to right. defeat. Did anyone beat it? No, no. not even close. Yeah. I Tim, did your did your walkthrough uh, did your walkthrough beat it? Not. In what I saw, no, but I was wondering that. Also, how do the, when the, in the description, it talked about ripping people's hearts out. Does that actually happen? It's the leftover yeah, thing. It's just like yeah. a bug heart that's left over after you kill the bad guy, the, the buggy it's or the weird bad guy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's what I was wondering. But that you do give the hearts to the trees. I mean, it's not really, there. there's nothing in here that is like so graphic, you know, right. like, like you don't see something like a, a heart get ripped out or something sure. it's not, like it's not like dishonored you know what I mean? yeah right, right. or doom eternal or whatever. right exactly but, exactly. Yeah, but it yeah. felt like a classic nintendo game where you would be reading that in the description and then when you were playing the game that doesn't happen but yeah, you know right. that that is that <laughs> right. is what is inferred within exactly. the pixel moving that way so uh is there a story to speak of doesn't seem no, like okay. it no. No, i don't think so no 
It's still a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I yeah. also really like the setting. Like it would have been easy to make yeah. this just an arena, right? That would have been very yeah. easy. It's just a blocky sort of arena, and I think it might have felt, you know, kind of um, boring. But this idea of sort of these floating islands, the character design that yeah. way, all the aliens looking so so mm-hmm. um, um, just just foreign that way. I really enjoyed the entire aesthetic of the game. Did you guys? Yeah. W- I only ever saw maybe like three or four kinds of bad guys. Yeah. Did, did that yeah. change or was it just increasing so, the volume, the number of them? I only saw four. Yeah. yeah. They, they increased the number, but they also, they like get powered up or whatever. Mm-hmm. They seem to be like higher level guys later on. Maybe that was just uh, my imagination. But <laughs> I guess no, I, I definitely, like, I'm like, this guy is not. I definitely think you're right. The, yeah. And I think that like, you know, that's when this game starts to kind of like get pushed to its boundaries. It's just mm-hmm. sort of like, OK, you know, you did a, a number of things very, very well for one person. Like, I can't even mm-hmm. imagine mm-hmm. how hard it was to make this game feel this good. But it's not a complete game in no. that, like, there's not like a big story to attach yourself to. And their level of re- replayability, I think, kind of goes down considerably because yeah. you can access most of it. You know, it's just. If it really sinks its teeth in you, then you would maybe want to keep on going. But mm-hmm. I don't feel the need to come back and kill the king. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> yeah, I would like to try. Yeah. <laughs> What's he done to me? I don't know. <laughs> maybe he's yeah, like a I'm good try- ruler, you know? I am I'm trying to apply Skyrim style like uh you know role playing in this mm-hmm. of like you know, well, he's a good king. I'm gonna try to kill myself so I don't <laughs> yeah. kill the king. Yeah, that's that's the mission. Uh okay, cool. So why don't we uh, at the end of all of these conversations we uh toss uh uh Tim if you if you need to do you need to to I gotta abstain from, like from this one. Okay, cool. Um so at the end of the conversation we do a pass or a play. Um, just to say, you know, is it worth in this hugely voluminous uh, bundle where there where there's 1,300 games that you can play? Is this one worth checking out, or can you pass over it for something else? Um, I personally am a play on this one. I think it's very well made. It's it's fun to check out, and if nothing else, I think it's it's interesting to engage with a developer like this because I think the next thing they make is going to be really fucking cool, mm-hmm. and it'll be fun to see what emerges out of this. So I'm a play on Alphal's Grove. Uh, why don't we go to you, Kellen? Uh, yeah, I'm definitely a play. I think if nothing else, you, it, I, I think a game that you could play maybe three or four times, enjoy it. I agree. It's it's not a full game, but whatever they do next, Alphal's Grove 2, or if they just kind of iterate on what they have, it's, it's going in the right direction. I enjoyed playing it. Like I said, I'm going to continue kind of playing it this week just to see I would at very least like to see how far I can push it and to see if you get to the king, what kind of happens that way. Like so many games on itch, it's sort of like you get to the end. You're like, oh, well, that that was it, I guess. But definitely a play. Definitely a play. Uh, Clayton. Uh, Yeah, I'll say play as well. I think it's worth playing the one time, you know, Tim. You know, to me, this is directly to Tim. Tim, you should just play it once. But the rain! I know, no, I know, not that day, but another day, <laughs> soon. Uh, but yeah, the I, I thought it was a lot of fun uh, for what it was, which is yeah, kind of an incomplete game, but uh, still a a good use of uh, I think like setting and traversal and stuff like that made it in and of itself. I was just like jump if I could jump around here without enemies, I would do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like also, it was really fun to just see all the cool art and everything like that, and, or watch a playthrough like Tim. Did. And to substitute uh, my ruling for this one, I will give a play to the movie adaptation of In the Heights. 
There you go. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Wow, <laughs> very good. Rip, rip from the headlines. Um, our next game is Orbis. Throw them all from Madness Studio, a 2D arcade, casual, colorful, endless single-player game built in Unity. Uh, Orbis is an amusing, casual arcade game with astonishing art and a design that challenges your reaction time, memory, and eyes. You need an alarm to help you stop playing. Um, basically, you must throw uh, discs of the tower to the blue or red wall based on colors of the discs. And do not let the tower reach the top, or it might not be simple after all. Um, so that's all I read the description. This is, uh, <laughs> this is uh, you know, a, a well-crafted mobile game. It's very mm-hmm. basic, very simple. You're swapping yeah. to the right or to the left very, very quickly. It's even got kind of the freemium fil- uh, features already built oh, into yeah. it. Mm-hmm. When it says, if you want to watch a video or, like, spend X amount of coins to like gain more lives sort of a thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is, I, I imagine this is already on Android and if it's not it or uh, Apple, it really should be because it's a great mobile game. Um, I had a good time playing it. I was kind of surprised at how like into like the rhythm I got, mm-hmm. you know, yes. just like sort of cruising with it. That's the thing. Like the thing I realized about this is if you pay too much attention and you're with your mind, you're like left, right, left, right. You can't play it that way. You have to kind of like, um, I'm also playing Jedi Fallen Order right now, so you got to use the Force, and you just got to feel it out, <laughs> and just let it flow, th- let Orbis flow through you. Um, so yeah, my first. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like uh, uh, I would agree with Tim. I feel like if I pay too much attention to this game, I I get in my head. This game would be perfect to be on a crowded CTA bus or train exactly and like i I'm, I'm right here i can only move my hand oh, it's just right on my face that's a much better way to play the game it felt strange to play this on my monitor yeah, i was yeah, like this yes, is yes. weird because i can see how the gestures would be much more enjoyable the colors would sort of pop and just being able to like have that tactileness would probably be really fun that way um but yeah fun my first uh, two comments yeah. were discs one way or another and then the second one is wait this is it and i don't see that as a knock on the game but like (laughs) it it just does exactly what it sets out to do yeah Yeah. i uh i don't know about you guys but there was one one like power up or whatever that i i thought was a little bit weird and that was the boost because it doesn't let you do a bunch all at once it does them for you yeah that was weird Sorts them automatically, and that to me is like it threw me off because it like throws your rhythm off a little yeah. bit. And that would be my only thing that I'm like, I wish the boost just like let you just swipe. What I think there was another one that let you just swipe one way. Um, yeah, yeah. It, tur- it turned everything into like thing. hockey pucks, and then you're just it's yeah. all black, and you're flashing them all up to the top, yeah. and you're just knocking them real fast. Right, like that. That I like, but the the one where it does it for you, it just like threw me off big time. Uh, so but that <laughs> it's like this is a small criticism, but it's like I think about those power ups all the time. Like, what do you give the player, and what do you take away from them when you give them something like that? You're totally right, and um, it's interesting. There's some application to this with a, with another game that we played in the bundle, which is called Switch and Shoot, where uh, that's a game if if you have access to the bundle, which you do since you've been on the show. But like, I would strongly recommend to play it's like one of the coolest games we played in the whole bundle it's a a sort of arcade game where you are just pushing one button to go to make a thing go back and forth and shoot and whenever and then there's like sort of space invader things coming down and you're progressing forward and the walls get like slimmer or wider Hmm, based on where you are the enemies change so it's about like getting into a really cool rhythm to do it and this feels similar to that in that you are it's really limited in terms of what the scope of what you can do is um but 
it, it's not quite as interesting. It, it gets kind of boring after a while, you know? I think you're absolutely right, Kellen. Like, you really need to be doing this to pass the time. Yeah. If you're somewhere where you're actually trying to engage with something, it's not a great not a great thing to do. Did uh, yeah. Did anybody uh, write down their score? No, Tim. I did not. I could tell you my penis size if that's what you want. <laughs> if that's what you're getting at, ultimately, Tim, I'm happy. No, to no, that. no, no. So no one got above like 404 points and lasted for 78 seconds. Okay, cool. So I'm in number one in the mm-hmm. podcast right now. Wait, 404 points. That seems really low. No, it's thing. not really low. Actually, it's not. It's not really low. <laughs> I feel like I did. I was going for like it was probably like a minute and a half, maybe two. But minutes. you didn't write it down. But you didn't write it down though. But, oh yeah, I remember. If I remember 400, I was like 400. Who cares? Well, but like, memory is so you know. If you didn't write it down, I just feel like Alex, you're getting a glimpse into what the the recording sessions were like. <laughs> this is this, great. This... Because maybe unlike you, I, I'm just going to leave this stuff in because this is like to me. This is what this is the meat. You know what I mean? The meat. Eric would cut um, all of this stuff no out. He would yeah. be like, "Oh, this, this isn't this isn't this isn't wholesome. This isn't what they come for." <laughs> The gamers, the talking gamers. We had a, um, a notably uh, evangelical <laughs> social conservative editor, so he cut yes. out a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. Yeah. I mean, but he, he kept, didn't make it. He didn't he make it in California. Stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> Guy didn't last two months in California. Said, "I got to get back out of here. Mm-hmm. Go back Too to real America." Freaks. Yeah, that sounds yeah, like exactly. Eric. Yeah. He should have. He should have been in Orange County. He would have loved it down there with those uh, oh, yeah. freaks and perverts. Um. So uh, the the last the last thing I wanted to say about this is that how just how strange it was to play a game that was like so built for mobile that even when you expanded mm. the size, it stayed just in the upper left corner mm-hmm. of the thing. So it's like oh. it gives you the option to like make the screen, make the actual like pain of it bigger. And right. it doesn't change a single thing except for create more white space in which you can't interact with it. <laughs> it's not even centered. Oh, it was very right. strange. So then I guess that. I had the same thought, which is like, can people download mobile games from this platform or is it that not what it's designed for? You can, you can download mobile games from it. I don't know how you do it. I've never looked into it, but I know that they will have like Android versions in the download, which makes me feel like maybe if you just transfer that over to your phone from your computer, then, you know, Hmm. you're, you're good to, you're, you're rocking and rolling. Interesting. Yeah. It's an open, Android is an open ecosystem, unlike Apple. So that's the kind of stuff you can do with your phone. Which is just exciting to me. I'm getting exciting. a lot of I'm getting a lot of hate lately from friends who think are like, "Why don't you have an Apple phone?" It's like uh, I've never had one, and I never will. Yeah, you know? screw it. And my penis size is this. Is what I tell them. <laughs> you know? um, okay, cool. Pixel XL down there, baby. <laughs> <laughs> the Nexus 4X. <laughs> um. Uh, I'll start with this one. Uh, I am a play on this one. I think it was a, a well-articulated mobile game, despite all of like the weird critiques I had in there. It's still fun to play, and it's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's worth checking out. It's not something that you could you should skip over entirely. I had a good time with it. Uh, Tim, your first faster oh, play. Boy. What do you say? Uh, I already yeah, did it in on. the heights. Okay, um, Orbis. <laughs> How do you win that? <laughs> <laughs> I give I give Orbis a a. a a play, a play. I mean, I honestly, if I'm if I'm actually like rating Tim, this it, isn't a Supreme Court decision. It's really easy. Let me it's do my descent. Um, the thing is, if I was going to rate Orbis, I would give it a ten based on what it's trying to do. It's just yeah. not really for me. So, like, yeah, yeah uh, a play, a, a play on mobile. I think a play on mobile. 
Oh shit, we're back in Clayton's court. Here we go. Mm -hmm. All right, I I I judge this one playable. (laughs) Uh, I I really liked uh, Orbis for what it was. I I did like try a couple of times because I was like, oh, I'm kind of I like this. I'm kind of grooving with it, and then that boost threw me off so much. Uh, That's my only real critique. But uh, but even that is kind of fun because it mixes it up. I guess. Uh, What do I know? But yeah, I, I I did enjoy it. I would say a play, but definitely if you can get it on mobile, that's obviously how it was intended to be played. Yeah, uh, I would also say play. Uh, I think the critiques that I would probably have is um, I, I wish there was more customization, like you could customize the colors, um, like you uh, textures, anything like that. That would be fun. Um, probably a really great game to play on mobile, and people should play it if nothing else to show Tim how easy it is to beat his score. So well, and write down your score if you're gonna talk <laughs> trash like that. Okay. Send it to Talking Games PO yes. Box. Email us your scores on Orbit. Tom Tooney, Chamber of Commerce <laughs> at Ann Sathers. Okay, cool. If you just want to stop uh, by the Ann Sathers, I'm gonna be there. <laughs> so yeah. Stop by the Wrigleyville Big Star yeah. on a game day and Tim's there with a pitcher of margaritas by himself. Playing Orbit. Coming to you live from Ann Sathers. <laughs> Tim Dunn. Um, okay, Kellen, I've been really impressed with all your notes. These are like very good notes well, that people you. should like listen to. Uh, Tim and Clayton, I think you guys are great. All right, here this we go. This is and why we brought him on. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Final game <laughs> is compliment. You hear that, Tim? <laughs> Purple Noise Echo by Yukiok, U-K-I-O-Q. An atmospheric adventure strategy exploration sci-fi story game. Description. Proven Noise Echo is an ambient tactile game in which you play Node, a silicon entity who wakes up in an unknown place made of hexagonal tiles, or hexagonal, rather. Gather and manage resources, move tiles up and down in order to create your path, enlist to control other entities to give them different skills discovered on the way. Don't get killed or exhausted. This game is about discovering the hard way, the mechanics, the place, the story, and more. It's an underdeveloped and one-man project, so any support advice or feedback is much appreciated. Smiley face. So definitely uh, considering that. This is a funky little game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There is like some stuff about it that I really, really loved. Like, you know, the interaction of it and some stuff about it that I was not quite as crazy about. Yeah. Um, I, I'd love to open the floor to you guys. Uh, wh- what are your thoughts? I think I, th- I read the same thing from the creator. When I read underdeveloped, I was like, Oh, okay. Gotcha. And that kind of colored my review a bit. Um, I mean, simple aesthetic. It's, uh, you know, it's it's maybe the opposite of uh, Alphal's Grove. It's like very clean lines and not many colors. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't play very well on Mac, in my experience. It mm-hmm. wasn't very fast. I don't know if you guys had similar issues on PC or anything, but um, yeah, really. I didn't. No, I didn't I, it, get that playability wasn't a problem. I didn't get that into it, um, mm-hmm. and I. You know, I played, I died a couple times, and then after a certain point, I was like, okay, I think I've, I think I've had my fill. It's yeah. a little scary. I, I got, I, I don't know about you guys, but I, I get very, like, <laughs> whenever there's, like, a thing that's out there that's, like, trying to kill you hmm. that you can't fight back against, I get a little bit, like, tense, like, oh, man, this is gonna be a rough one, and this game is a lot of that, so mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shit, I gotta figure out how this works, and it, it was, it, it was fine i liked it um uh but it i i I found myself yeah like every time i died i was just like oh man i don't know like it felt exhausting to go back into (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because i i was i personally was getting like a little anxious playing it so 
but uh but i do like those types of games where you can kind of like sneak around and uh mess with the bad guys and stuff like that yeah i almost wish that the game didn't look as crisp and as as pretty completely yeah i feel like an underdeveloped game um mechanically uh, isn't better served by it looking really good um and i I was actually really impressed in the beginning i was like man this is slick and i like the interface and a lot of the typography there's a lot of really parts that i enjoyed and then the gameplay as well as how the game was happening i was like huh like when aesthetic is the first thing that's going on the game either just needs to be about the aesthetic and then it was clear it wasn't it was clear as like oh this this game is going to have more mechanics and yet the aesthetic is the first thing that's being developed. Maybe, maybe it needs to cook a little bit longer that way. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 I didn't necessarily, um, you know, sort of like uh, enjoy the game um, the way that Clayton enjoyed that sort of the tenseness. I was like, is this earned, right? Like, like, do we really do we, do, are we emotionally understanding why we're being chased? Is, is there something that's sort of happening that way? And, and I, yeah. it felt a little arbitrary to me that way. I could see again, if we had a little bit more, uh, it's odd to kind of say in terms of like a little Silicon thing, like character development, but like a bit more investment in what this is before a challenge like that is proposed. Cause I thought it was just going to be a puzzle game. I was like, this is great. Right. It's just a puzzle game. And then suddenly that threat shows up and I was like, yeah. I don't like stressful puzzles that mm. way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that that you you nailed it. Yeah, it's the like I can deal with like oh here comes like a wave of bad guys and I know what to do with them. Mm-hmm. But when I'm like stressed out trying to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing in this room to begin with, and then I'm also being murdered from every mm-hmm. side. It's really like yeah. oh man, I need a second. To do this. Yeah, there, like, there's yeah. um there's a level of it too. I think the idea of it being it it does look so good, and there's yeah. even like elements of a story that are already kind of peering through a little bit. I didn't get far enough to where maybe because basically what you're doing is you're playing as this like weird silicon thing and you interact with these other uh sort of units that are sort of blank and you can uh, have them join your party and then Mm -hmm. you control them sort of via a direct laser that you have to be within and you can assign specific tasks and those specific or like uh, roles and those roles unlock specific abilities for them so the first one you find is scout which means they can travel up further and like higher the second one is protector which means they get like extra shields and they can kind of shield you a little more and then the third one is healer which means they can repair things but you can only have two slots per uh, node that like exists so the next one, I think, past the three I got was probably like, you know, uh, offensive, where it's like you can do damage to these things to kill them kind of a thing, um, mm-hmm. which is what I was hoping for. Because while the enemies aren't explicitly hunting for you, like, you know, like once they lock in, they'll follow you for a while, but you can get away from them. You know, you can kind of learn the rules of them. The way in which you interact with the nodes and the different and the world around you is not great at least Mm -hmm. from like it's not Mm -hmm. very intuitive it's not doesn't feel optimized yet so it made every encounter stressful not in a fun way you know where it was it wasn't that i was like i it's like i got this and it's hard i'm gonna overcome it it's that it's like this is just like not very like fun to do yet Yeah, um, yeah, which is kind of yeah, my biggest... you're like uploading commands and like yeah. them. I was just like, I don't, I'm, I, it took me a long time to figure out what it was trying to get me to do. Like up top, I was just like, what? <laughs> Scout and who? What? It's, it's very important about like the position where things are, and mm-hmm. actually positioning yeah. those things is 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 tough. 
you know, I think it probably needs like some more hot keys. Maybe that's something I missed. Like if you could quickly dance around the keyboard to assign specific things to be able to move them faster, that would be Whoa. it. But as it was having to move my mouse and click on everything as the interface, I was yeah. just really struggling doing stuff in a fun way uh, quickly that way. So that's my biggest yeah. note. It's just like um, so much of this is already there. The story seems really cool. Mm -hmm. The settings cool. The graphics are cool. And just making that function, like core functionality, a little more fun to bounce around or a little easier to move quickly within, I think would would serve it uh, a long way. Because already, like, there are elements of it that are very, very cool. Yeah, yeah, 100% agree. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, cool. So why don't we toss up our passer plays? Um, on this one, I think in its current iteration, because it has so much promise, you know, like, I think I'm a pass on this one. Having said that, like, that's a very specific thing to say just because, you know, it's not fully baked. I think when this thing is done, once it's like more intuitively thing, I, I would 100% be a play on the version of this game that uh, I think is the end version of the game. But, you know, just for where it is now, unless you are into sort of playing games that uh, need to be play tested a little bit more and are going to be worked on, I think you can confidently pass on this one. Um, uh, but it's got some interesting things to say about strategy games, like real-time strategy games. So if that's your jam, uh, maybe pick it up. Uh, Tim, why don't we... Uh, actually, you know what? Let's hear from the best first. Kellen, Aww. what do you got to say, brother? Oh, I, I, I mean, Alex, you said everything I was going to say. I think this is a pass for right now. Um, I think um, it was... Uh, if you bought the bundle and you wanted to just dip your toe in, you could you could play it once or play it twice and kind of see what it was going to be. I think if you were going to spend money on this game, it's sort of tough because it's like, I think the final product of this game could be really interesting and you want to support that. But at the same time, like it's really tough to to... Uh, justify spending a couple bucks on a game that isn't developed yet. But like Alex said, if you're interested in that, you're interested in investing in the game and because the core of the game could be interesting. And if you're interested in what we sort of said, then I would say definitely, definitely check it out. For me, I, I will uh, not probably think much about this game afterwards. Um, wasn't that it was bad. I just don't think this is either my style and the not really my aesthetic. Uh Okay, to actually, Clayton, why don't we? Uh, What's have you go going next? on? Sorry, Tim. Let's relax. All right, it's about time to talk. Uh, <laughs> so, I yeah, I, as soon as I saw early access, I was like, oh boy, we're in for something. You know, like I've never had a good experience with early access game to date, and this was similarly kind of like, okay, this is a little scary, a little anxious, but yeah, I think I was stressed out similarly, like in a way that I didn't find pleasant or want to return to so uh yeah i gotta say pass for now but once it's finished who knows <laughs> okay that's it folks thank you so wow. much for checking mm -hmm. out wow tim tim take us home buddy. does anyone else feel like one of the sharks on shark tank when they pass or play because i'm i'm really soaking in that right now it's gonna be a pass for me but i would love to see what this uh game looks like it in its complete and uh, you know, fully realized version. Um, I love I love strategy games. We all talked mm -hmm. about loving XCOM. Mm -hmm. So like it's mm -hmm. not out of the oh, yeah. realm of possibility for being into it. Um, but yeah, it's it's just not there yet in, in what we played. Yeah. Um, guys, too thank scary. you so much. Yeah, too <laughs> Clayton wants <laughs> you guys to know it was too scary. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Um I also I feel so bad because sometimes the developers listen to these episodes and um I knowing that I have not completed the demo or something like that. If they're like, 
you just played up to when it's bad. And then just after that, oh. it gets good. You know what I mean? Like in my head, that's exactly what it is. It's like, I only gave it like <laughs> what I was willing to, which was not enough sort of a thing, which makes me feel guilty, but I could be wrong. Well, people famously one. always finish video games. So you want to put the good stuff towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's on the developer. Like, you know, if, if, I don't know. Like, I mean, if you're not, if the hook's not going to be there in the beginning to pe- to have people understand what the game's going to be, like, you can't say, "Oh, you just need you, you have to play to the second act." It's like I, I think the first act is to introduce and and try and get me to be interested in the game. So we we had famously had an episode where someone came after us in the comments about our No Man's Sky opinion. And oh yeah, <laughs> this oh yeah, this was when people were like flooding. Vindicated. We're like flooding Steam and PlayStation for refunds on No Man's Sky, which apparently has gotten much better as like a... Oh, it's a blast. Yes. It's an absolute blast. Right. But <laughs> it is one of those things where you just think you're like giving your opinion out here and you don't realize like, well, someone out there, yeah, may get offended by it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, we love the effort. Well, guys... Fans, you know, we really love the fans at the end of the day. That's who we do this for. Yeah, I mean, for me personally, as uh, a fan who never forgave you guys for ending your podcast, the reason <laughs> I called you on here today was to ambush you. Oh, so I know you abandoned all of us. It happened again, just like 15 minutes of Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> um, where can folks like find you online? Is there anything you want to plug? Like, What's going on? Um, wh- where can people find you? Uh, where can people find the talking games with Tim Clayton and Kellen uh, archive? It's still on matter. iTunes. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. you can still um, uh, find it. Um, I as as Clayton and Kellen have been alluding to, I regularly host a weekly podcast with the Return Spirit of Abraham Lincoln uh, called. It's a show called Fifteen Minutes with Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. It's a very funny. Oh, show. thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abraham Lincoln recently became. A <laughs> well, I mean, maybe not funny. It's very frustrating. <laughs> yeah, funny. Funny is. Uh, Abraham Lincoln recently became a staff writer on the Huckabee, uh, Mike Huckabee's uh, late night comedy show. He just got fired. We're dealing with that. Anyways, um, I'm on Twitter at Timothy R. Dunn. I think that's everything. Tim, where can you find this podcast? You talked about this podcast, but I don't know where to oh, find it. Oh, it's on we're... iTunes, and uh, uh, I think it's on Spotify. It's on iTunes. You can find it on it's iTunes or in your podcast. And I was joking earlier. I was frustrating for Tim because the character he plays gets very I get very frustrated with Abe. But it's but in a funny way for you guys, just so you know, to break break uh, K. Uh, oh. uh, and just to uh, uh, bring down oh, the fourth yeah. wall, Clayton and uh, Kellen play. Why uh, don't Teddy Roosevelt and yes. Andrew Jackson, and they in the yeah. in the universe of the podcast host their own Friends <laughs> recap podcast. So, yes. there you go. <laughs> which is just ultimately more successful than Fifteen Minutes with. Like, I think we got in, it. In yeah, the canon. I, th- I think I know it's already passed, but I think you guys got to come back and do a Friends reunion show. Oh yeah, we absolutely yeah. need to do that. Right. Yes. Uh, I'll plug. Uh, I have two shows. I do a, uh, a live show on Wednesday nights on YouTube called uh, Kellen and Brad Talk About Stuff, where my uh, Canadian friend Brad uh, LeCarrick and I uh, essentially just try and troll each other for an hour and a half and uh, bring random questions. Uh, this last week, um, Brad lied to me and told me we were just doing a normal episode and then brought a guest 
who we know via TikTok, uh, and we just sat and talked about anime for an hour and a half, uh, which was really fun, but also I was extremely unprepared and just laughing hysterically. Um, so you can see that on uh, YouTube on Wednesdays, 930 Central. Uh, and then I also have a podcast called uh, The Dad Rock Podcast, which I don't know why I'm allowed to talk about music. I, I have a lot of strange opinions about music and I have, I, I am, I am uh, the, the, the two guys I do the show with, they, they wanted to do a podcast about quote unquote dad rock. And every single week I bring an album that is the opposite of dad rock. Like, I'm, I'm like, Hey, let's talk about uh, Taylor Swift re-releasing some of her early stuff. Hey, let's talk about tribe called quest. Let's do everything we can to not talk about white cis straight men playing guitar um and it's uh really fun this week we talked about um uh mtv's unplugged um uh with nirvana and kind of going back and the three of us are all very different ages so talking about like early 90s music and where we were at those times is actually really fun so uh you can find that on any place where you can listen to podcasts amazing hmm. clay Tom. that's great okay well i uh i don't have anything going on but you can find me on at king.class on Instagram because I got bored during quarantine, I think, and just decided to make myself more difficult to find. Uh, and uh, what, uh, uh, also, I am in a movie that you can see. Oh, and, oh right. We got to film the movie. Called the Scarlet Pirate. Uh, it's on uh, It's on a bunch of uh, different platforms. But I think if you go to Show Pups, uh website uh there's the network or the um uh studio that released it uh you can check it out it's a very funny movie very topical uh at least you know when we made it uh <laughs> and it's really fantastic i think you really like it uh i i play a crazy uh pirate captain in that so uh if you're listening to this podcast and you're like this guy seems okay but what does his face look like uh then you can check that out it's a lot of fun hopefully um and uh oh also wanted to uh, shout out uh, Redacted, which is another show that uh, Kellen and I and Tim, I believe you sometimes do, uh, that uh, you, you can sometimes see online. I don't know if they're going to do it online anymore, but uh, those are uh, movies uh, from uh, you know, maybe years past, maybe not the best movies or maybe the greatest movies, um, uh, sort of revisited by a cast of comedians. It's a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, we always have a good time on those. You so guys... Redacted. You two were so great in the Love Actually one. That was such a delight during quarantine. <laughs> it was a fun one. It was a fun one. We did uh, we did Tremors uh, this last in May, and that was yeah. really really fun. I we had done Tremors a couple of years ago, and I had written it, and that was fun to do it online and uh, be very very silly. I supposedly we are coming back to the Music Box Theater here in Chicago and doing them live sometime in the near future. Wow. Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Damn, guys. Usually we ask when someone's like, oh, I don't know, you can check on Twitter. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Fucking mini media empire over there in Chicago. I hey, love it. We're, we're three millionaires, I man. Down. I, I was prepared. <laughs> <laughs> you guys got going in 2011 and you never stopped. Um, so check out that after all that, check out Into the Heights or In the Heights oh, yeah. rather. On no, Into the Heights. Heights. It's Into the Woods and In the Heights combined. It's That's actually- my <laughs> podcast where I talk about Lin-Manuel Miranda and um, God, who's the, who's the guy who does those? Stephen Sondheim. Thank Clayton, thank you. And Tim, thank you. And Kellen, thank you. Thanks, guys. This was really fun.
Okay, that was a great old oh, episode of the Bundle Frickin' wow. Buddies. Alex, I think that you are getting really good at this. And I think you are too. I Aww. wholeheartedly agree that we are. Nice try, dude. But, uh, Aww, but you're was... in this freaking thing too. Okay, fine. 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 Next week's episode, I'm pretty stoked on. Um, I'm pretty stoked too. It's uh, Ali Abid. He's a good pal of mine. He is a, uh, a civil rights attorney in Chicago, friend of mine from high school. We play video games together. Um, just an all-around, like, smart, funny, thoughtful person. Kind of everything you want in a podcast guest. It's a great one. It's a great one. Um. It is a really great one. The games we played are Cube Rampage by Cronbits, an 8-bit arcade experimental minimalist retro puzzle. Shutter Stroll by Janik Boyson, an atmospheric, colorful, cozy, first-person, relaxing walking simulator built in Unity. And Space Mayhem by by Chronic Vagrant, (laughs) a 2D action arcade bullet hell, endless, fast-paced, retro score, deck-based, top-down shooter. You freaking love it. We freaking love it. Like and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave us mm. a review there, please. Mm-hmm. And track us out on the web at bundle underscore buddies on Twitter. God, my energy in the mornings is out of control. This is when we should just record kind of everything, right? Yeah, I completely agree. Let's start calling folks up and be like, hey, we're switching to uh, Thursday morning. <laughs> Alex is going to get up at 6 o'clock, edit the podcast, pop to Excedrin, and apparently that really does it for him. All right. All right. Alright, uh, Alex, I love you. Love you too, buddy. Alright. and Eric Roth. Our theme song is Neo Shiki by Roll Music. Email bundlebuddiespodcast at gmail.com to say hi. Hi, hi.